It's going to be a big version of Aaron in here. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Valiant Odyssey. Guys, I'm sitting around the table here with uh, Baron Barnabas, Gorgonbort, Rengar, and Morvan, and they're walking into the depths of the forgotten spawn of Python, the Hoarding Fury, Zimranth themselves. But before we do so, possibly for the last time as your characters, I would like you to introduce yourselves, name, race, class, and if you were to have a dying wish, what would it be? (laughs) Oh, I'm glad I fucking got this out of the way. Natural one. You go first. Cool. Lois goes first. Okay, guys. My name's Rob, and I am playing Rengar the Moonlit, the High Elf Ranger Rogue. And if he had a dying wish, uh, it would be that someone obliterated Dalnak the Outcast. I'm Morvan Othranus, uh, Evocation Wizard, level 7. If he had a dying wish, it would be to live to a thousand knowing all spells. How very Delnak of you, Gorgonbord. Hello, I am Jackson and I'm playing a Gorgonbord the Buckler, a half-orc barbarian. Uh, and my last dying wish would be that my uh, last three javelins were given to uh, the allies that had fought uh, beside me while I die. Dying Barnabas, the level, the level seven Goliath fighter. His dying wish would be someone to promise that he will never die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> To like a mystical being so it actually comes true or? Because <laughs> right. he's an impressive athlete. All right. And I'm Aaron, your Dungeon Master, guys. Welcome to Valiant Odyssey. We're going to kick it in. So the last time we left off, you guys had making your way through a sunken temple that seems to have been dedicated to the sun god Idris. As you made your way through its halls, you found that it had now been the inhabit- inhabited by some kobold individuals who warned you of the vile creature below guarding the weapon that you were looking for, the godly blade known as Sun Flare. As you made your way through this cavern and fought off the kobolds, you found uh, some varying clues that told you that Orion, the warrior of Idris, lay in this cavern. However, when you found his sarcophagus, you found that he had no longer resided in it. After making your way through this temple, you made your way into a hallway that seemed to lead to the lair of Zimranth, and at the end of that hallway, you did indeed find Orion, wielding a blade of the sun, not Sunflare itself. But he warned you and told you of his interactions with this beast. You told him that you knew his brother and that a noble warrior shouldn't fall to such a foul beast. Fucking oath I did. In doing so, you watched as uh, this entity known as Orion had draconic-like horns and electric yellow eyes as if he was half-possessed by what lay beyond. And he bidded you a message from Zimranth themselves. It said, man is not deserving of everything that he wants, but he is deserving. He said that he is the fury and he will feast this night. And that is the last thing that you heard as you said your last words to your party and began to track downward in the dark. God waste the party. Yeah. Feast on steel. (laughs) 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 Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm laughing because it's uh, mildly amusing or before we uh. die, but let's uh, give this a whirl. You make and... your way down the corridor. You see blue lightning flashing across the walls of this cavern in varying increments. And from what you can see through the flash of that light, you see that this cavern is extremely expensive. You can see the size of it is beyond anything that you've been in previous. You get a general feel of a rumble that's occurring throughout this entire chamber and you feel the jingling of what you probably would know to be coins, just almost like they're shifting and jingling down like a mountainous horde lays below you. Footstep after footstep, you follow your party along this rocky expanse. And as one of the lightning flares you can see that an edge appears five feet to your left and five feet to your right, almost as if you're on a jutting outward path. It is at that moment you see the sword of Orion illuminate once again. And as it illuminates, you can see him begin to hold his sword aloft 
He watches his electric yellow eyes flare and he says, Behold the might of Zimmerinth, the Furying Horde. And you watch as more of these coins begin to rumble and the shaking of the area around you is momentous. You watch as rocks begin to fall around your person and you can see this large scaled creature begin to emerge from the center of the room. You can see that it seems to step on this uh, mason's stone, almost like a ziggurat. And as it stands on top, it rears its head up into the ceiling and it just roars this shaking the entire cavern. You see electricity move around it for but a second and then the cavern goes darkness. And all you can see as you look out into this cavern below you, quite a distance away, sitting atop its horde, a furying and ferocious blue dragon. As you look towards it, you can see a massive bone horn protruding from its head that seems to channel a lot of the electricity that means seems to be moving through the room. You also look and see in that horn, wedged in it as if somebody had tried to cut and slay the dragon previous to your entering, Sunflare, the godly blade. Its previous owner standing before you holding a sword of the sun. He watches, he wields it, and he says, Meet your demise. And you watch as he stands back, arms aloft, and Orion begins to float in the air. An arcane energy that seems to come from some form of spell. And he moves away. At that moment, you all need to roll initiative. So in this expansive area, you watch as the sun sword seems to have deluminated and you just hear the rumbling of this creature, this uh, intraconic. You guys just hear growling, but Ranga, you hear all those that you adore far and wide will feel the echo of my wrath. They will know before my jaws close on their destiny that this, this was your fault. Uh, and you watch as he expands his wings and you can hear the lightning just crash once more uh, at that Morvan it is your turn what would you like to do can I actually see Zim or Orion no you cannot they are in the dark are we on like a raised ledge or am it I looks that away way. from it? what you can see you saw that Orion was standing on the edge of a precipice and he almost like fell off of it and rose up as far as what's below you you can see at the edge of that precipice it goes down into darkness but from the lightning flashes that occur every here and there you can see what looks like thousands of tiny gold coins and objects seem to illuminate in light as if this whole cavern filled with like gold basically yep so yep. is it much of a fall down onto the gold or not really King, you can see that it is definitely a bit of a fall. Mm, okay. So how big is this ledge? Like, basically, is there a space on this ledge for me to spread out and get a bit away from the party? Uh, so we're not as clumped, or is it literally... To your right, your immediate right, you, what you do see is a set of hanging objects that seem to be chained to the roof, and you can see that they are structured as if there is a wooden sort of platform and then like a housing chamber and then a platform below and it seems to be all chained up and there seems to be some flammable object inside it, almost as if these used to be uh, lanterns like uh, a cage in this area. Caged they look like a cage, but they seem to hold like oil and wood and, and flammable objects in there. Uh, they are deilluminated, however, at this moment. So can I shoot a firebolt at one of these, the lantern, I'd say, probably furthest away from us to yes. try to get a bit of light pricks around the place. Yes, you may. 17. 17 is a hit. Morvan's spell illuminates through the area. You see it streak past four of these lanterns that seem to be hanging, and as it does so, this illumination occurs due to fire magic. The, the previous three lanterns in its way, as the last one illuminates, it seems like the energy of it exploding also moves on to the lantern before it and the one before that and the one before that and four of them just uh, completely illuminate uh, and which which leads you to see these rocky outcroppings protruding through gold. You look down into the cavern you can see the floor is just covered with gold and you can see it's still shifting downward due to the momentous weight of whatever lies in the center of this chamber. You do see quickly out of the corner of your eye this lizard gigantic like tail just shift out of the golden area like a shark protruding through the, sand, the sea and it moves out of your vision once again. You are in the lair of the beast it seems. The uh, cavern being now illuminated partially 
some lightning begins to strike across the ceiling. And as it does so, you watch as this rocky spire snaps off from the roof, having been cracked by lightning, and you watch as it begins to fall. Can I please have Rengar, Gorgonbort, and Barnabas make a dexterity saving throw with advantage, Gorgonbort? Thank God. Five. Five points of damage. Five points of damage. Eighteen. No damage. So, Rengar, you dodge out of the way. However, the rocky spire comes and crushes in between you and your three uh, two allies that are standing there. Uh, that rock just bludgeons on your person. Oh, yeah. And you take a little bit of damage there. That then brings us to Rengar. You're up. What was Zemarinth referred to as by Orion? He was referred to by a few names. One was the Hoarding Fury. The Forgotten Spawn of Python was also one. And it doesn't look like there's no uh, taking the weapon and running. That is absolutely an option. We just got to get to his face. Yeah, 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 for sure. Do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. aware that's very dangerous. So <laughs> in, in sheer capacity of what we saw, how large was the tail? Like, are we talking... Because Renga's heard tales of dragons and he, he understands the language, so he knows a bit about them. Can he get a gauge on yet what size, pe- like, what we're dealing with or no? Uh, I'll get you to roll a nature check. Nature check. So that's a natural 19... Plus one, 20. Okay, so looking at this creature, seeing that tail, looking at the size of this chamber, it's definitely not fully matured. Okay. Uh, you can tell as well that it's probably also not a youngling. Yep, okay, so it's in between. Looking at it as well, due to the aging of the egg that you had seen, mm-hmm. this thing's probably been around for 300-ish years, 400-ish years. Nearly as old as me, yep. The way that they have been written about, they are always talked about as the most ferocious things on the plane. Roger. Okay. Uh, they, if somebody has ever reasoned with a dragon, they have not lived to tell the tale. Mm-hmm. This is, you can take that as you will in terms of what you're up against, yeah. in terms of weaknesses. There wouldn't be any particular law that you could read because they've always been spoken about as mythology. Yeah, Roger. Um, well, given that the boys are in close proximity... You need to aim for the fleshy parts, Gorgon Board and, Bar- and Barnabas. We you don't want to be attacking those scales. They're just, it's like hitting metal against metal. So there's little things that we need to do to try and minimize or maximize the damage that we're going to do to this thing. Where on dragons, not scales. Seem to be under the arms. The underbelly. Yep. At the throat. Yep. They're the weaker parts. Yeah. I don't have the, the weaponry to take the horn, but I can try and take I, the eyes. I, was, I, lo- I love the idea of slaying a dragon, but my whole intentions through this is going to be get as close as I can to grab that 100%. weapon and to try and run if we have to then fight it yep. and kill it sure but that's my first yeah <laughs> first and foremost the goal retrieve the sword to get, get as the fuck close out as here. we can without old mate also trying to attack it at the same and time and I think we should be pressing Orion and his mental state to try and fight the urge to try and hurt us yes even at best if someone can try well. and break that link between the two I'm going to go and shoot for some eyes. As you look towards your left, you can see that the dip that Orion had previously come off of is a sloped one, so you could possibly reduce damage of falling through through that, but that seems to be 60 foot down. Okay, what if I tied a rope to something and tr- and abseiled down? Uh, that would be your entire action to do. Fuck that shit. Is there cover up here anywhere? Yep. I'm just going to use my whole action to dash past Morven and try and get a better perspective on what's going on. Staying high, if that makes sense. Okay. And just open up the area a little bit more. Yep. So you can dash as a bonus action, which means that you can get past Morven. What can I see from there? Yeah. As you begin moving through and you pass Morven with your dark vision, yep. you can see standing on a rock and seeming to be directly in front of this large looming figure yep. behind that is engulfed in shadow. You can see the the sword getting ready from mm-hmm. Orion. He's, he's looking at all of you as if he can see all, everything that you're doing. And his eyes are just electric yellow. I'm not really hidden, am I? I'm just fucking on a rock. I'm just going to yell in Draconic and say, Zemarinth, Hoarding Fury. All we need is the weapon that is attached to your horn. But if it comes to it, we will engage you in battle. And at that, I am going to turn to Orion and yell at him and say, you need to snap out of this. I don't believe you've ever had horns before. How did they get there? And see what he responds with before I take an action. Zimmerinth responds, yep. and it comes out of Orion's mouth simultaneously. Right, okay. He says, He can't hear you anymore. He is my puppet, as you soon will be. You're unworthy to rear the blade. You're unworthy for his horde. 
You are unworthy of life. I am superior. Can you feel this wind just flap? Can I see him now or no? Is he still I'd staying under? Now it does. Okay. Enough for you to take a shot with disadvantage, but that's about it. No, fuck that. I'm going to take Orion. With a poison arrow, plus one poison arrow, to attack Orion, and I'm going to shoot straight for his head. Roll for the attack, my man. Oh, dear, Robbie. No, no, no. Do I have inspiration, did you say? Yeah. Do. Okay. And that's going to be... You're kidding me. 15. <laughs> uh, 15, unfortunately, misses. He watches one arrow, yep. clangs onto his armor, and just dissipates uh, completely. Second will be Dread Ambusher, because I have to use it on my first turn, so I will do another attack with another arrow. 16. 16 misses, unfortunately. Smashes onto his armor, and you can see as well that uh, he's not even phased by it. He's just sort of charging up whatever he's doing on this sword. Bonus action, lay flat and hide. <laughs> Roll a hide check with disadvantage. As you're ta I'll say you're prone in some of the gaps of the rock, it's but it doesn't appear It's a straight roll because I have advantage on stealth. So that'll be a... Come on. That's a 19. Okay, so 19. You, you find a crevice that sort of shields half of your body at least, mm -hmm. and you can see as these arrows just take off, you hear just this... <laughs> and you just lie flat. Uh, that then brings us to uh, Barnabas's turn. I don't see any path down beyond uh, Rengar, do I? Not beyond Rengar, no. Talk with Gorgon, but mm. does one of us want to go down and one stay with the squishies or? With the squishies, <laughs> the weaklings. The weaklings. <laughs> well, I imagine um, Orion is going to be facing yeah. us very shortly. Yeah, definitely not cluster. We're all on one side. I don't know. Yeah, I'll wait till their first move. Let's see what happens. I will prepare daggers and hold action. So you just see uh, Barnabas prepare these two daggers and look out from beyond the rock to see if anything comes his way. You're up, Gorgonbort. How high were those lanterns? They were about uh, 10 to 15 feet away from you. And you can see that the lowest one is probably about 25 to 30 feet off of the sea of coins below. You could jump from each one. How far away? If I jump to this second one here, how far away is um, Orion? You judge it to be about 40 to 45 feet. So you're going to jump to the second one? Yep. As you jump across them, you can see that the lanterns, if you will, that seem to be illuminated, you jump on one and it starts to swing. And mm -hmm. you also watch as it begins to lower. You then jump on the other and you watch as it also begins to lower. And as it does so and you're standing on it and balancing as best that you can, it gets about 10 feet away from the coins. It drops about 15 feet. Okay. I'm going to stay on it. Yeah, I'll bonus rage now. I'm angry and I'm going to throw the first javelin, I suppose, at... Uh, Orion. So roll your attack with disadvantage. 23. 23 will hit. Roll your damage. 13. So what does your attack look like as it flies through the air? Fleshy bits, no matter who it is. So I'm going for the neck. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that's where less armor is. And I just take it straight out without looking too much and straight to the neck. Spiraling through the air as it uh, makes its way through the gust and the wind created by this dragon. It hits him directly into the trap. And you watch as he sort of reacts to it, turns towards you, but still looks towards your party of friends that are running across the stone. He takes it out, snaps it over his knee and throws it to the floor. Yeah. Yes, I will attack again. Yep, roll your attack with disadvantage once more. Second javelin coming through. That was a nine. I'll use a lucky. <laughs> that was an eight. Okay, so that will unfortunately miss. You watch as the second javelin just... And Clad is on the stone uh, beyond, just in front of you, Rengar. Okay, brings us to Zimrinth's turn. You feel wind beginning to buffet around you you feel the coins and hear them beginning to shatter across the surface as it seems like this creature has taken flight it's at that stage as well you feel it fly and seems to land in the dark directly in front of where you are Rengar as it drops you feel this claw just sort of extend beyond the darkness you see this blue energy that seems to surround itself, crackle and move itself into its mouth as it rears back like a cobra and then just strikes. And you see this arcane electric energy start to shear across the ground. It's at that point it lights up its entire being. You see it in its full ferocity. It is huge. It is gigantic. At this point as well, you can see the sword seems to crackle with electrical lightning that seems to come out of its mouth. And at that stage, I need... It will be Morven and it will be Rengar that needs to make a... Dexterity saving throw, DC 16. Oh, no. That's 13. Well, I only got 10, so... Uh, you both take 49 points of lightning damage as it courses through the stone, carving this path towards you. Hits you, Rengar, on the floor. Hits you, uh, Morven. Uh, you watch then as you feel its wings begin to flap and buff it once more as it then takes off and moves backwards again. Did you say 49? Yep. 
Well, Morvan's gone. You watch as Morvan just passes out. Holy fuck. Orion's turn. He's going to move towards you, Renga. He flies towards you, lands on the stone. You can see him wielding this sword. He's going to point it downwards and stab at you. Uh, you are prone, so these attacks will have advantage. Hold action, dagger throw might come into play here as well. Uh, the first, oh fuck, that's only going to be an 11 on the first. You roll out of the way. Uh, the second is going to be a 16, both misses. So you just roll out of the way, the stab hits the floor, and the next one stabs in between your legs and you just open them up and you see him just standing there, horns crackling, eyes completely uh, yellow. He's going to stay engaged with you. Mark. 17 and 26. 26 will hit. Nine damage. Uh, that then brings us to Morvan's turn. You need to roll a death save for me, mate. Ten. So yeah, Morvan, just a failure. As you watch this arcane burning, uh, seem the entry and the exit wound of the bolts uh, begin to to bleed out. Uh, Rengar, you are prone in front of Orion. What would you like to do? Roll a perception check as well. 14. As he is taking these strikes against you, and you've seen many warriors in battle before, there is a fluidity to the strikes of this individual. Uh, of any individual that fights with a blade. Anyone that would be a champion of the gods, you would imagine, fights with such prowess. His attacks seem rigid and jutting, almost like he is trying to resist stabbing into you. There is there is like a vibration to his strikes, almost as if he's either pulling punches or he is attempting to stop what he is doing, fighting against something that's occurring within him. I reckon horns, bro. Yeah. Jumps up, second rolls behind him, and I clamber on his back, put both hands around those horns, and I want to fucking reef as hard as I can to try and snap the horns clean off his head. Okay, what would you like to roll in order to achieve that? Acrobatics, I'm trying to clamber up, maybe. Because, you know, like it's a more of a, it's not just like an ability to jump or strike or whatever, it's more of a like maneuver, I guess. Yep, mm. so I'll say that your acrobatics allows you to get behind him, yep. and the acrobatics in the nature that you're moving, you sort of move, move yourself in a motion that you think would be able to fulcrum these as easily as possible. You see these two uh, jagged horns just seem to poke out, they're probably about a foot long each, and they're yep. curved okay. upwards. Yep. So roll your acrobatics check, he will resist you. Beat a 14. 16. Yeah. He twists and he turns. You guys hear this snap. And as you do, you watch as these two horns get ejected from his head and you can feel the arcane explosion of energy as they seem to emanate from his skull. You're holding these two coins. You step back and as you take these two steps backwards, he looks towards you and as he turns around to you, you watch as his electric yellow eyes flick blue. He looks towards you and he says, You have an ally in this fight. We must fell this worm. And you watch as he turns around. Attempting to attack. And I'm going to say, I'm glad you snapped out of it like I snapped them horns. Uh, I'll look over to Mor- Morvan and I'll be like, I need to help my friend. And I will... He I will, says to you, allow me. You can see that there is some radiance about him. Roger. In that case, I'm actually going to stay behind Orion, I think, and just draw my bow. Uh, like have my bow um, at my side, grab an arrow, put it on the drawstring and end my turn. Yeah. Okay. All right, so you're standing there, an ally in Orion you seem to have, as he sort of, you watch as he charges up his sword, this golden radiance moves around him, and his eyes just turn that that pearlescent blue. He's back, baby. Barnabas, you're up. That brings us to your turn. Hiding behind a rock, dagger's drawn. What would you like to do? You can see that uh, Rengar seems to have snapped the horns off of Orion okay. and is conversing with him. I was considering grabbing Morvan and fleeing, but I'll uh, I'll just give him a potion now. Barnabas, you go and feed Morvan a potion. Roll 2d4 plus, four, uh, plus 2, plus, sorry. Okay, so with your HP back up, Barnabas, you now moved behind Morvan, him prone in front of you. Mm. Uh, you pretty much moved about 25, 15 feet from where you are. You still have a bit of movement and some action if you would like to. Move a little bit further away, seeing as uh, probably get non-linear with him and uh, Rengar and Orion, mm-hmm. and I'll prepare. Can I prepare a dagger and hold it? You sure can. So I'll say you move five feet towards the edge yep. of the uh, cavern. Uh, looking down, you can see that that's probably a 45 or so feet drop as it tapers downwards as you're going down the the ravine. But you just sort of get out of that line so you can't be uh, struck by the lightning anymore. You're up, Gorgonbort. You're standing on the lantern. You watch as it sways 10 feet away from the gold. Sprint in that direction. I'm trying to see the dragon get to it. You begin to run. As you do, you jump off of the lantern and yep. you watch as it just goes back up. Seemingly, you are stuck down here now. 
You make your way over the coins, your footing slipping as you go, but you're able to sprint as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. Once you get there, you are able to see the entire ziggurat in full. You're looking at the base of the stairs with your dark vision and flying just above the other side of it. You can see flapping its wings uh, probably 30 feet up off of the, the ziggurat's roof, uh, the, the blue dragon, Zimmerinth. Seems to be unaware of you at this point or just looking at its quarry, which seems to be the three on the on the ledge. It's 30 feet up. Is any of its body like low to the ground? I would say no. Most of it is staying pretty high. I don't want to attack it and let it know that I'm here. So for my action, I'm going to wrap a rope around my javelin to prepare it for next turn if I can hit it and then use that rope as a... Uh, like to a, retrieve it. To, to climb up and get on it. So that's what I will do. That for my action. Uh, I'm also frenzying at this stage too, just so you know. So your bonus action to frenzy rage? I can't attack because my action yeah, was Your action it, yeah. was to tie a javelin to the, uh, to the rope. So yeah. you have yeah. to get attacked this turn in order to maintain your rage. Otherwise it drops. And you take a point of exhaustion from frenzy. Mm-hmm. Um, Barnabas, Gorgonbort, you are done. It is Zimmerinth's turn. Zimmerinth turns within his cavern in his space of the lair. You see him look directly at Gorgonbort and he says, My horde, the fury of the horde is upon you. When you watch as he swoops down towards you. As he swoops, he lands directly onto the staircase and he lands all four legs at different times. As he does, you watch the coins around you begin to flutter. He says, Thief in the mists of the king under the mountain. And you watch as he's going to attack you three times. I am no thief. He will make three attacks. First is a bite, which will be a 11. No. So you dodge out of the way of the bite. These massive jaws just snap to the left of you. Gorgonbort, you dive underneath some of the, the coins that seem to be flaring around. You watch then as he claws twice in your direction. The first one being a 27. Yeah. And the next one being a 21. Yeah. You will take 23 points of slashing damage from both attacks. Halved. So you take these two swipes across your person. Half of the coins just swipe up amongst you as his big meaty claw uh, can't get you directly, but you are facing a dragon, an orc standing in front of a being only told by myth and legend, armed with a stick that is pointed <laughs> and a kitchen utensil. <coughs> it is too proud to retreat from this fight. It will remain thinking that it has the best of you. That then brings us to Oryx's turn. We'll run directly towards Morvan, who has just woken up. He watches, he puts a hand on you and he says, Brother, this is no time to sleep. And you watch as he puts his hand on you, you regain 45 points of healing. Holy shit. Hell yeah. His lay on hands, he says, use them wisely, as that is the only time that I can use that. You watch as he turns around, he draws his sword, and with the rest of his movement, he will begin to charge towards the the dragon. Come on, Orion. Orion begins to fly across the gold and you look towards your left in the light of the lanterns that you had lit behind you. You see this surging paladin in this golden armor, horns freshly broken, this sword moving through the air like a needle just heading straight towards the creature, but he doesn't quite get there on his turn of movement. Morvan, you're up. Morvan's gone to an oldie slow because I got no idea how wise fucking dragons are. So wisdom DC save of 16 for a slow spell. So you begin to cast the slow spell. He will get an eight on his wisdom save, which means he yeah. fails, but he will use a legendary resistance to succeed. We are doing well. <laughs> well we are fighting a dragon. I wonder how much <laughs> he's got. Morven will just take uh, two fingers and um, extract them from his arsehole then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, uh, well, I see what I can do here. And then what would you like to do? Um, can I basically, again, stagger and get out of a direct line from any of my party members? I think I'll, I'll head more to be like directly south, like parallel with the ziggurat. So somewhere closer to the dragon, basically skipping past Ranga and Gorgon, uh, Barnabas. As long as I'm not like within five, as long as I don't end within five feet of him or anything. <laughs> so you run past Rangar at this point, standing on the edge, looking out towards the ziggurat. You're approximately 30 to 35 feet away from this dragon that's lumbering down on uh, Gorgon Bort the Buckler. It's at that stage you hear Zimmerin. That at initiative count 20, some lair actions will occur. Rengar, can you please make a dexterity save as you watch this lightning arc across the roof and then strike directly towards you? Come on. Oh, fucking good ones. The 13. 13 fails. Fuck me. Take 11 points of lightning damage. Moving across your armor, you see an entry wound and an exit wound as it grounds on the rock behind you. You can feel it just 
searing through your muscles and sinew. Uh, that is Lair Actions. It is now your turn, Ranga. Is breathing very heavily. Seeing that the dragon's turned its eye towards Morven, he's in a good spot to view that, and he is going to... He's a big-ass target there, and he is going to load up another of his plus-one arrows, and he will fire that at the dragon, aiming for its eyeball. 24. It does so. He loosens the arrow laced with the... Poison, yeah, DC 14 saving throw. So uh, it gets a 19. So it'll save on that, but um, still does the plus one damage. Bonus action before this starts, Hunter's Mark, please. Yep. Sorry. So that'll be flared on him as well. So that's only 12 points of damage. 12 points of damage done to a dragon. Very nice. So you watch as this arrow sears through the air. You don't quite get it in the eye, but you get it directly into the face. As it goes to chomp down on uh, Borbengort once again, you sort of hit it just enough to scoop it out of the way. Going to use his movement. Back where they first got into, was there like some cover there, like a rocky thing? Yeah, there front? was a 10 foot tall rock that cool. um, Baron Barnabas was standing behind. Awesome. Well, I'm going to use my all of my movement to skedaddle back there, slide in behind that and... I've already used my bonus action, so I can't hide. So I'll just take cover behind that if that's right. Slide behind. Yep. Yep, you're able to do so. Cool. Do I see a more direct route towards this thing from where I am, or is it have to go back and get slide down? It looks like it slides down. However, this outcropping that you're on seems to angle downward ever so slightly. So eventually, if you keep going, it may lead to a to a area where you can jump down safely. Hey, Morvan, do you see anywhere I can get down safely over there? Definitely. You, you just follow this path and you'll be right at the dragon. No fall damage at all. <laughs> he looks pretty invested with uh, Gorgonbord. He feels like he's... He's as close to his horde that any infiltrator has ever gotten before. Okay, trying to determine the uh, <clears throat> the mindset of a dragon. I'm going to go down there with him then. Yes. All right. But from one my, I might throw two daggers while I'm up here because I don't think we get any closer. So roll your attack. It will be with disadvantage, 40 foot away from the current position the dragon sits. First one's no good. Does 14 hit? 14 does not hit. So both of the daggers fly off into the darkness, but then reappear back onto your person as you begin to run backward toward the lanterns, I assume? Yes. As you begin running, you jump onto the lantern, and as you do, you hit it holding onto the chain, and you watch as it depreciates and goes down. As it does, it goes from about 55 feet above the coins to 30 feet. With the end of your movement, you're hanging on that uh, that last or the, the closest lantern. And you can see that the next one seems to be coming up as Gorgonbort had recently gotten okay. off of it. So you could probably catch that on your next turn and go down. All right. I am now close. Very close. I want to make sure I don't lose this dragon. So I'm going to run as close as I can possibly get to its head underneath. Like I'm looking up, I see its head. And I want to, with this, with this javelin that I have already wrapped a rope around i'm going to throw it as accurately as i can into its eye into the socket so i can get a lock on it <laughs> and uh use that to to swing up on it all right roll your attack have a sip of beer first and the conventional harpoon some holy water uh, moby dick <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh man the two does it miss in a spectacular fashion where <laughs> the javelin goes over and the rope uh, is like a d dangling on the neck for next turn. Uh, I could possibly it grab the rope. in a manner where you throw it up and it lands directly back down at your feet. Oh, so I still have the javelin. Well, that's an attack. I've still got another attack, so I might as well piss it off more. Pick that thing up and throw it again. <laughs> that is a 19. 19 hits. Yes. Get in. He watches this javelin go <sighs> straight into the underside of its jaw and just stabs through it. As you do, you sort of pull on it. It seems to be stuck there. Great. Lay it on me, brother. Uh, that what is are we dealing with? a 7 plus a 3. So 10 points of damage? That's what's nice. known as a 10. Um, <laughs> it actually rears up in the pain of that attack, and he looks down towards you now pretty pretty angrily. Great. Um, bonus action. So, yeah, hand axe. Roll a d20. That is a 19 again. That will hit. Roll your damage. Excellent. That's a 6 damage as well. Like taking a small tomahawk to a large <laughs> tree trunk, you hit it directly into the leg, and you chip one of its scales, and you look up, and it just... <laughs> directly into your face and you can see your hair beginning to blow back as you see the direct inside of this mouth its breath smells like rot and i was pretty close to it can i use movement to climb up the rope a little bit yeah look climbing's it's fucking cool just do it done i was probably 10 feet away so i've got 30 feet left so i'll climb as far as i can up you can climb and get to the bottom of its chin. Great, let's do that. Face to face, Fuck literally. <laughs> Fucking love barbarians, eh? Fuck this! <laughs> Just kill it. Done. Imagine the voices in your head guns. Yeah. Fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> you can be the voice in the 
dragon's head. <laughs> no. Yes. It will use, after your turn, it will use sure. a legendary action to use a tail attack on you. So legendary action means after a player's turn, it can take an action of its own. It doesn't have to be its turn for it to use it. Ugh. 13 to hit, which I no. think is Just swipes directly underneath you. Uh, you dodge it, like tucking your legs up as best that you can. You do hear the voices <laughs> in your head say, Dragon Rider. <laughs> and upon his tomb, we'll read the words. Dragon Rider, Dragon you, Rider. You better Dragon use the later for the last hit on this. Uh, Zimmerant's turn. So mm. instead of that, he's going to turn his head in order for you to swing <laughs> upwards. And with the momentum, as you drop, he's going to try and bite you. Okay. Oh, yep. There's Dragon Force. <laughs> it was. That will be a 20. Yeah. You will take half of this damage as piercing. 16 points of piercing damage, half to eight. Sweet. Yep. And then you will take this damage in full. That is seven points of additional lightning damage. As he bites you, as you come down, you get the spark of electricity coming through as well. As he does so and you start to bleed, uh, he will now take two additional claw attacks on you. The first one is going to be a 19. The second one is going to be higher than that. It is going to be a 25. Uh, the first one is 14 points of damage. Halved half to seven. Yeah. The next one is going to be 11 points halved to five. Oh my God. Thank you, So Lord. he bites at you. He scratches at you. And as he does so, you watch as he begins to try and channel the lightning back into his form to get his breath weapon back. If this is a five or a six, it will get it back. That's, is that a six? If it landed on that symbol thing? The wolf is a six. So it gets its breath working back. You watch as it begins to charge energy through its horn, and as it does so, it takes electricity from the roof and just sucks it straight in, and he says, Meet your doom. And then on its next turn, you feel like there is going to be some trouble. Do you guys want to know what my hit points are? <laughs> six. Us. Yeah. At that, it brings us to Oryx's turn. He's going to, like a missile, move with his sword and strike it directly into its form. And as he sees, he says, A brave warrior such as yourself deserves an ally just as brave. And you watch as he slices down. Uh, he will attack twice. The first of which being a holy fuck. <laughs> uh, a 27. Oh, shit. Come on. 23. So wow. two hits. Come on. He will dump a smite into it as well. Uh, doing 27 points of uh, radiant and slashing damage. Turns to him and he says, Traitor, you will die with the rest of them then. So he is now known to Zimrinth as being unaligned. It's at that point where he will then use his action surge. Orion. 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 Orion will use his action surge. Beauty. He's um, a paladin fighter then. 25 to hit. He's only got one spell slot left, so he's going to save it. 11 points of damage this time. So at that, he just zooms in and he, he hits it on one side and ejects out the other as he slices across the neck of this creature, coating you, Gorgonbort, in this uh, yellowy, gooey blood. And he lands on the other side. And as he does so, he backhands it and slices it once more. You can see this heavenly sunlight protruding from the wound. And he goes, ha ha, die, fell beasts. Here you will lie in your tomb. Top of the round, Morvin, you're out. What are you doing, champion? We need you only had six people's turns to realize what you're going to do. <laughs> 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 it well. Morvin's, you're going to see green mist appear between right next to Dragon, parallel with Morvin. And out of it is going to climb one pool, then another pool. This foul, disgusting creature with jaw hanging three times deeper than a normal jaw. Large claws, you just use summon undead at fourth level, so he gets two attacks. Yes, man. Haven't seen this yet. Yeah, this is cool. 15 and 16 plus 9, so that's 24 and a 25 to hit. Nice. Oh, fuck me. Nice. 25 damage to the dragon. Thank you. Okay, so 25 points of damage. You watch as well, as Morvan, you cast this spell, your eyes begin to flicker from blue to a green. You can see this green electrical energy moving throughout it. And as you cast this spell using the verbal components to do so, you all turn around having heard the voice of Delnak the Outcast coming from Morvan's mouth. It's at that point you look at him as well and you can see one strand of blonde hair from his head turns to black. You watch as you have like a streak of black hair mm. coming across you now. Is that a one-time thing or is that uh, that's there that's now? Like, don't use necrotic spells. <laughs> Actually, and sorry, that was necrotic damage. I don't know if you yep, answered it. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, that's basically what I can do. Yeah, I'm not going to stand in a line next to you fuckers. 
Lair action. I wouldn't either. <laughs> the dragon begins to thrash about. It stomps its foot, and as it does so, you watch as a rock begins to fall from the ceiling and begins to crash in between Gorgonbot. You need to roll a dexterity save. You get advantage on these. 15. You're good. You're saved. <laughs> you watch as the rock falls. However, um, Oryx sort of pushed... No, sorry. Orion pushes you out of the way, and as he does so, you watch as he takes the brunt of the damage uh, as a result. He says, Thank you. My brother, you will live to fight another day in the name of Idris and the name of Oryx, my brother. Drain God's turn. Kneeling behind the, the rocks, seeing what's going on here. Looks like the guys are doing really good damage. He can see the dragon, you know, trying to like maul the two in front of the, uh, into the two in front of him, and he's fully engaged, not take taking any mind to what Rengar's doing. So he is going to draw his bow with another plus one poison arrow. And is this dragon's mouth open or the gullet, like the thinner it part does of the skin? As, it does as it speaks. However, Gorgonbord seems to be hanging from that yep. instance. Yeah, cool. That's all good. I will go for the big fucking yellow eyes again. So 20 to hit. Hits. Yep. And he will, he's got his hunter's mark plus the damage. Yep. Uh, and you can also use Hunter's I will Bane be. if yep. you want so to. So that will be 14 points there, plus Hunter's Bane is 5. So that's 19 points of damage there. Beautiful. Describe your attack. Rengar, he's, you know, he's he's quite in awe of this beast, like having only heard of the, the you know, legendary tales and stuff like that. But at the same time, he's sick of seeing that fucking thrash his friends. So he's going to draw and pull an extra 6 inches back and then fucking let loose this coated arrow and uh and yeah try and blast this eyeball as it does so it embeds to the fletching just underneath the eye of this creature and you can see it's definitely impacted and caused some damage you can see throughout this uh this incident that this creature is starting to look a little bit damaged and almost fearful if you could see it in its eyes he will bonus action hide and i have advantage to stealth 25 stealth okay you're essentially hidden Gorgobort and Barnabas' turn. However, it will use a legendary action. You watch as this creature begins to buffet both of its wings and flap them in a furious manner. As it does so, Orion and Gorgonbort, you need to roll a dexterity saving throw as it's using a wing attack. You need to beat a DC of 16 for this one. At least it's a dex save, bro. Yeah. So the second, the second one we're not going to talk about. The first one was a seven. Okay. These winds begin to howl around you. You watch as Orion stands there, his sword clutched in front of him, and he says, Hold strong, brother. The gale will pass. As Gorgonbort, your feet slip out from underneath you and you roll 10 feet backwards. Uh, he will also roll 10 feet with you, and you, you both take 14 points of uh, bludgeoning damage from the roll. Half yeah. to seven for you, yes. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Hang on, let me just see if the mass works. Oh, I'm dead. As you begin to I'm roll... Down. You hit the rock, you hit your head, and as you do so, the voices begin to swell inside your body. You hear, clear as day, the voice from the most recently departed, Braxton, say to you, Get the fuck up, you weakling. And at that point, you open your eyes in rage and stand up with one hit point left. Holy shit, I'm alive! <laughs> you have unrelenting endurance. As yeah, I sure do. You do. Whoa. <laughs> hey, that's a good... liked it. I'm a fan of that, but she's... I'm not a fan of having to talk to Brax again. <laughs> you say that and he says to you, I'm here for good now, buddy. <laughs> he now flies into the darkness. You're unable to see him now. He took <laughs> off. <laughs> that ro it's still stuck in him, though. So there's a rope that dangles lower. You would have let go of it. I would have let go, but there is a rope that dangles yep. lower. So the rope disappears into the darkness and the tail whips off. It's the last thing that you can hear. Uh, you do hear an impact as if it's landed on a cavern wall or something like that. But it does appear to have... Runaway. So with that legendary action done and over, Gorgonbort and Baron Barnabas, you're up. Run up beside uh, Gorgonbort and beat him a potion as my action. So yeah. before that happens, you will need to jump over to the next lantern and then use the rest of your movement to run towards Gorgonbort so you'll just be able to make it with yeah. your movement. So you get behind him, uh, exhausted from the jumping, you feel the hand of Baron Barnabas on your shoulder. And you do indeed feed him a potion. 2d4 plus 2. 7. So let's move slightly away from each other as well, wouldn't you? Yes, I would agree. Oh. And hearing a strange voice, a new one seemingly, in your head, you sort of swat it away like a fly. 
and you just hear his familiar laugh. Is taking one potion one action? Can I down yeah. three at a time? No, because the only the only reason you get more than one attack for an attack action is because as you level up, the attack get quicker, yeah. and therefore you can take two. So yeah. you still only get one action, but within that attack action, you get two attacks now. I feel like I need to hide until I can grab the rope again. So I will... Is this like a Aztec shape sort of temple thing going up? Yep. Uh, you can see the stair... There's only one set of stairs that goes towards it, but you can see it's leveled and the coins are taking up a lot of the bottom half of it. But there is one step that leads up and then a second, which is about 10 foot up and then 10 foot across. Mm-hmm. And then 10 foot up and 10 foot across that meets the stone dais on the top. Yep. Um, on the top as well, you do see from your position four pyres that seem to be columns that are in each corner of the square and in the center there is a crushed bronze statue i'm going to run up these stairs and hide behind uh one of these columns and use my action to take a potion that i have in my possession nine i know the direction that he is because of where the sound come from i can can i just grab one of my uh i've got two of those hand axes can i just throw it in that direction See what you hit? Yeah. Yeah, you can roll with disadvantage. Disadvantage, 60 feet in total. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's a nat 20. So if we can just get something higher, the next one will be right. 14. No. Unfortunately, that misses. You watch as your hand axe sails into the darkness. Zimmerant's turn. You look above you and you can see this worm almost sort of like crawling across the top of the surface of the roof. He crawls back across from you. He will get behind Baron Barnabas and Orion and also the creature Morvan had summoned. Can we hear that crunching, crawling, so we know where he is roughly? Yep, he's now in the light as well. Great. You watch then as the blue energy that he had charged previously begins to rattle and he will unleash it upon the individuals. So that will be against Orion, Barnabas and your creature, Morvan. Uh, you are elevated even though you're in the line. It will hit the rock below you. And depending on what I roll, it may cause the ground below you to crumble. So we'll see what you do in a second. But those three people need to roll saves. Dexterity saving throw, 16. 17 for my little Eleven. Eleven. So you will take full damage. Morvan's minion will take half. And uh, Orion will take full as well. 67. Oh, Damn. Um, you watch Holy as 67 shit. points of electric damage surges through the coins and it seems like the metallic objects of them begin to carve through and increase the uh, uh, damage of them as it goes through. Orion shields Barnabas, but even so, he falls. Barnabas. Use Titan's endurance at the same time, but still I've, I've got uh, 6 HP. So you are able to just withstand. You watch as your minion takes half of that. Mm. Half of 67, which is 33. He's still up. He's solid. He's solid. And um, at that, the rest of it hits the rock, which will do damage to it. You watch as the rock explodes, and the surface in which you're standing on Morven begins to crumble. As it begins to crumble, you need to roll a dexterity save, please. Seven. And as you begin to fall the 30 feet, um, you have the chance to use a reaction if you want to. Otherwise, you'll take some falling damage. Okay, so you hit the coins, and as you do, you take six points of bludgeoning damage. But you're now on the coins on the floor. It will end its turn there. Seemingly used its entire movement. Orion lies on the coins. Seemingly bleeding out. Uh, that then brings us to your turn. Well, first I want to move the fuck out of this line that keeps it forming. <laughs> How far away is he from me? Defeat. Well, I'm going to move up being out of a line. I will cast Bible. Okay. A DC 16 deck save on his behalf. Um, it is going to be a 16. That'll take half. 12. That's half. Yep. This fireball erupt on its person. Uh, you can see the dragon scales begin to illuminate and almost like the sand between them starts to turn to glass. The fire sort of illuminating some of the flesh still burning arcanely on its uh, scales. It says, You will be the first I feed upon, mage. Uh, he, he's coming for you. And in that instance, he will use a legendary oh does he have him yes he's had a turn since so he has a legendary action that he will use to move up to his movements to a particular person he's going to move behind Morvan excellent behind me yep so he's going to fly across and you watch as the tail <coughs> swoops past you Gorgonbort you can roll a dexterity sleight of hand check yes here comes the rope bruh so with a 19, you watch as the rope snakes along the coins as it is flying along the ground. You have a choice whether you want to grab it or not. Oh, yeah. 
You grab it, and as you do, you watch as you are pulled off of your feet, and as you do so, you are able to land 30 feet away from the dragon. Great. Does it still know where I am, or is it too large to not feel the weight of me? Uh, it doesn't know that it. you're currently there. Excellent. Is the dragon actually engaging me, or is he... Oh, like, he's engaging you. As in, like, he's within reach of yes. me? Yes, yes. Right. Well, as a... Can I use my bonus action to misty step away from him? You sure can. Where would you like to go? 30 feet the fuck out. <laughs> to basically where he'd have to go through Gorgonboard and my minion. Yep. Um, and also my minion goes on a turn directly after, after me. Yes. Oh, okay. Yep. 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 So, so well, you watch then as Morvin, your spell goes from your head to your toe. And as you disappear, you reappear on the other side of the staircase, looking at it now, wondering where you've gone. My minion's going to turn around and, uh, and he'll do his two attacks. 17 hit. 17 does not hit, unfortunately. Does a 26 hit. That does. 13 necrotic damage. So as this gloopy boy moves over towards him, slapping some slime onto its scales, uh, you watch as it's getting quite weakened, and he says, You can't hide, mate. This is my domain. Rengar, you're up. Indraconic, all the boys can hear around them is this booming voice from Rengar saying, This is your final chance. We require the weapon. We will take what we want from this gold. And we will leave you with a pile that you can still call home. But if you decline, this will be the end of you. Roll a intimidation check. That is a 15. Gets aggressively angry, almost psychotically defensive, and he says, You mere mortals, you lesser beings, think you can walk into my domain and slay me where I stand. You are fools. And he bashes the ziggurat. Cool. He says, You will be in the grave next to Orion the Betrayer. Cool. Coming at you. At that, Rengar said, Well, say goodbye. And he is going to line another plus one poison arrow up. I know he's a creature of habit, but he will get sneak attack, hunter's mark, and he will use his hunter's coat. Go for it. 19 constitution. Save. Con save. So he saves on the poison, but does a 19 hit. 19 hits. So he will take 24 plus 8 is 32 points. Plus 1 for the arrow, plus 1 is 29 points of damage. 29 points of damage? How do you want to kill him? In Draconic, I will say... You were warned. You watch as the arrow sears through the air. You loose it after pulling your bow back an extra six inches. You hear in your head the voice of your brother that says, Steady. Steady. You exhale as the arrow sears into your quarry. It gets directly into the throat of this creature as it opens up its mouth to try and lunge at Morvan. As it does so, it impales onto the back of his neck ejects out the side of his head and you watch as this creature just crumbles upon the stone ziggurat looking inside its hoard it tumbles onto the coins below and you watch as you all dive out of the way of the debris you watch then as well as the electricity just completely stops the area around you becomes less volatile and stops shaking at that point you hear the chittering and chattering of kobolds around you that seem to have been watching the fight but you watch then as almost like like a cry or a wail they begin to retreat into the tunnels beyond all of you stand coins illuminated by flame coming from lanterns ancient and old surviving having felled a dragon (laughs) are you not entertained (laughs) As the kobolds run away and do not clap. <laughs> Orion still lays on the ground. You're unsure of his condition. I was going to say, can we give him a good berry or something to get him back up? Bring a regular leap over to Orion and uh, start feeding him good berries. So as it lays there lifeless, you make your way up to Orion, having jumped down onto the surface of the horde yourself, Rengar, and you feed a good berry too. Orion, he gets up and you can see his olive-coloured skin return to colour and he sits up and he says, I thank you, allies. Worthy brothers on the field of battle, you have Orion's blessing until the end of your days. And you watch as he tries to help himself get up off of your shoulders. He says, It does not look like much, but the temple of Idris was once the pride and joy of the sun soul monks. I... 
the guardian and champion amongst which they held most in revere, and I am indeed the one that calls to Idris himself. To what do I owe the honor of your presence? To what brings you into the lair of the once mighty Zimrinth? Well, a couple of days ago, these little rust monsters <laughs> ate a glaive, and a friend over there who contributed a health potion, there, I think. There might have been a one dagger. I've... <laughs> Mm. We're looking for another one. Now we've, we're on a mission to uh, destroy a great evil that has been released from the spirit-bound tome, who your brother, in fact, helped. Delnak Lostrova. He was bound. My brother did so himself. He has escaped and we... How did this happen? How has an evil contained in such a magical tome by an entity known as Auric the Iron Guard, my brother, a mighty warrior champion of orbit? What's this could not have been done all by himself. Tell me now, how has Delnak escaped if he has indeed done so? That is an important important piece of information, but what's more important is the uh, weapon that's in this uh, dragon's horn. Roll a deception check. Oh, 21. He says, I have only but to take you at your word. So you have just come in here, liberated the Sun Temple itself. But this news of Delnak's escape, it is indeed concerning. It took our entire clergy to seal him once. Tell me, what year is it? How much time has passed? You tell him the current year. It is blah, 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 blah. Eons have passed. My brother, we must enlist his aid. He was entrapped in the spirit-bound tome by the Sun Soul monks to keep an eye on Delnak. If he has indeed escaped, I fear the worst. He will be a great ally in the fight, I can assure you. We agree. We would happily liberate and enlist his help. Uh, we have actually been on a pilgrimage to gain knowledge on how to destroy Dalnak, and our quest led us here to retrieve um, this godly weapon that is embedded in our worm uh, friend's horn. Yes. It appears I rest, and in doing so, a great evil was allowed to grow within the walls of this temple itself. An evil that even I could not fell by myself. Awoken from my eternal slumber, I took Sunflare, the blade of Idris, my greatest ally in the great god's war. I took to defeat Zimrinth, and unfortunately, I was unable to do so, leaving Sunflare herself embedded into the horn of the beast. And it is through that channel that Zimrinth, the Furying Horde, was able to control me. I apologize. I am humbly sorry for the damage that I caused you whilst under its influence. But, and you watch as he moves over to the corpse of Zimrinth and he wreaths the blade, which even in his mighty hands is still a hefty weapon. He shoulders it and he says, It appears that we have some work that needs to be done. Tell me, where does the tome reside? Where can I find... Auric Iron Guard, my brother. We don't know. We have, we were sent here from uh, a guild of adventurers with this mission. And there are other members of that guild which had their own missions. One of them would be to look after this tome. I fear Dalnak may have retrieved it himself, but cannot confirm or say where he is. If Dalnak is in possession of the tome after escaping from its pages, then all hope may be lost. The beings that reside within that arcane grimoire are beyond nightmarish. There is no telling what he will do with such a tool. But whatever goal he has, I'm sure he will be able to meet it, unless we act. You watch as he makes his way to the top of the ziggurat. He opens his arms, and as he does so, you watch as he exudes a sunlight. You feel the warmth of it as it caresses over your person. And as it does so, you watch as this beam of sunlight emanates from him, shoots into the roof of the sky, and you watch as it creates a perfect hole into the top of this cavern. You can see the sun. As it begins to move across that hole, he says, Idris, Farseer Lord of Prophecy, I call upon you, help me raise the Temple of the Sun. An army we shall make to combat an old foe. Please, guide me. You watch as the ziggurat 
begins to rise as you are shielded seemingly by the sunlight that is exuded from Orion. This giant ziggurat and temple attached breaks its way through the sand of the dry expanse, a shining citadel of marble for all to see. The light reflects from the sun off of this structure and brings new life to the area. You can see the horde below you illuminated with sunlight turns to you an illumination on him that's almost godly or angelic and he says the first steps have been made by you and your party of brave warriors you have my blessing and it seems the one of idris himself too his voice his voice less present than it once was but still for those that listen it can be heard i will call others the sun souls will be redeemed our numbers will grow and you need only call for our aid. Tell me, what can I repay you with while I enact this task? Uh, your sword is required in order to kill Belnax. I humbly give it. You watch as he kneels and bows it towards you, Barnabas. He says, Sun Flare, the greatest ally I ever had on the field of battle. The archaic said the weapon was going to be in the head of the, the worm. Was, it, was this Sun Flare, is this the one that killed the worm or is there another weapon here? Sunflare was the weapon wielded by Idris himself passed to myself the champion. Orion it is where I withdrew it when I first came to this land many years ago from the skull of Python himself I attempted to emulate the feet of the god Idris himself but I fell short and in his spawn my blade rest and lay until it was retrieved on this morn um, the dragon horde beneath, are we, you don't object to us taking claim? The riches of this mortal plane have no bearing upon myself. It may be useful to attract others to our cause, but I feel if you are the pioneers of this journey, you should benefit <clears throat> from its spoils. By the looks of it here, I think, regardless, we, we have what we need mm. at any time. I mean, we can search ourselves, but do you know of any other magic items in this dragon horde? I have been in a haze for so long. That's all right. The no, contents no. of this horde is a mystery even to me. Well, I might take a few moments and cast detect magic and sort of metal detector. Beep, 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 yeah, beep, beep. I'd be you doing around the same. Uh, we, can, we can sort that yep. out of retrospective. Yes, right. Yeah. Um, but there will there's be a some, lot. Yeah, <laughs> there's some, some significant <laughs> loot here. Yeah. Uh, so after you had gathered the items and the gold that you require, you begin making your way down the stairs of the ziggurat. You can see this beautiful temple attached, and it seems to back onto a mighty mountain range that you know to be the Worm Spine Range. It seems, according to the map that you had, the beast of the Rumbly Peak has been slain. You watch as Orion bids you farewell as you begin to make the long journey back to Cadmia. Sunflare, its new home on the back of Baron Barnabas, the mighty Goliath warrior, his allies walking by his side. You see as well the sun shining down upon you, and out of the corner of your eye, you see emerging from a rocky outcropping your beloved donkey carrying your supplies. Donkey! <laughs> this is a mummy thing where like the camels magically survive yeah. fucking yeah. <laughs> apocalypse. I don't know about you boys, but that's an ass I was looking forward to seeing again. Um, he says, as you begin to pack your things upon the donkey and make your way across the sands, he says, Warriors, of what do I refer to you as? We are the Forgotten Four. Forgotten Four. Although you have felled a mighty beast... These sands remain a dangerous space. Your journey back will not be an easy one. Beware. And you watch as he holds up a hand of goodbye. You make your way into the sun that seems to just be rising for the morning. You have a journey ahead of you. That's it for this season of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Guys, we can't thank you enough everybody that's made it this far everybody that's listened to an episode we thank you for all of the five star reviews you've given us on spotify of which there's over a hundred we thank everybody who's left an apple review and we thank the 1000 followers that we have on instagram that tune into our posts on a weekly basis 
I want to give a really big and special thanks to Connor, Justine, Matt, and Jess. And they are from Eldritch Buds. They are from Dungeon Boys. And they are from the 20 Sides Pod. They are my D&D Brains Trust. They are the best support network that I could ever ask for as a Dungeon Master here at D&D Valiant Odyssey. And if you haven't checked out their amazing shows, please definitely go and do so. They're creative people. They're warm-hearted. And they're amazing as well. So definitely go and check them out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts too. This season has been absolutely amazing, full of story, role play, character growth. It's definitely stretched my creative limits as well as my cast's creative limits. And without further ado, I'd like to thank all of my amazing players who make D&D Valiant Odyssey very possible. It is an absolute odyssey. It is a mission And we all work together to make sure that it comes together in a massive production that you guys are able to listen to and enjoy on a weekly basis. So to you guys, to my players who I know are listening right now, thank you so much. This one goes out to you. This season goes out to you. You guys have become some of my best friends and I am so privileged to be able to play D&D around the table with you so often as we do. So thank you so much. Now we're going to be taking a little bit of a break after this season. We won't be back until the 2nd of May, but... But fear not, we'll still be releasing content. You'll get some sneak peeks of our Patreon content, which you can access at patreon.com forward slash DD Valiant Odyssey. We have two extra shows that release there twice a month. We have The Path of the Wild, which is a real play Dungeons and Dragons campaign set in the same world. And we also have The Tales of the Tap Room, where you can get to know myself and my amazing cast a lot more as we play some side quest games, talk about the campaign that we've been playing in and some general D&D nonsense, as well as some pop culture opinions. It's a really great time, guys, and we really do appreciate those of you that have come along to our Patreon and subscribed for that. Leaving comments, interacting as a community is something that we love here at D&D Valiant Odyssey, and we are amazed that so many people want to be a part of it. So thank you so much again. Last but not least, guys, keep posted on our Instagram. We'll be definitely shaking things up there. And we will be announcing season updates for the Epic Season 3 as those come available. So definitely go and check us out at D&D Valiant Odyssey on Instagram. And we will see you there. And as always, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, be valiant.